Every Woman is a feminist show that highlights the struggles, triumphs, and accomplishments of women and girls and the men who support them. Every Woman includes a rich intersection of female voices that represent a wide range of ethnicities, social and economic status, as well as political and spiritual beliefs, with the purpose to enact social, political, environmental, and economic change. The views and opinions expressed on Every Woman are those of the hosts and the guests and do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Midcoast Radio Project Incorporated, KKFI staff, board, or management. Good afternoon, KKFI listeners, and welcome to this week's edition of Every Woman. I am Rachel. I am your faithful board operator this week, and I am coming to you live from Studio A at the world headquarters of KKFI in Midtown, Kansas City. It is my great honor to introduce, once again, our fourth Saturday segment host, Sheila Johnson with What's Cooking here on Every Woman. Hi, Sheila. Hey, Rachel. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you. Every time I hear that song, I want to get up and start dancing. I know. I I often (laughs) dance in my chair a little bit, back and forth. Yeah. Yes. It's so fitting. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure uh, to be here. And hey, y'all, what's cooking today? So let me tell you what's cooking is cabbage with no meat. And uh, someone just asked me, well, doesn't cabbage always not have meat? And so I (laughs) said, well, no, not in my culture. In my culture, we used to put fat back or ham hocks and everything. Oh, sure. Including cabbage, you know. And so uh, meatless cabbage is one of my favorite uh, dishes to make. And so we'll talk about that a little later on in the segment. But I want to first introduce everyone to Latasha Monique. Latasha Monique is the owner of uh, Synergy Tactical and the co-founder of Pretty Pistol Posse. Latasha, can you tell everyone hello? Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on this afternoon. You are so welcome. Thank you for taking uh, time out of your busy schedule uh, to do this. But I believe that as women, we need to know a whole lot of stuff. And uh, learning how to and understanding the importance of being able to protect ourselves is one of those things. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, ma'am. Again, my name is Latasha Monique. I am the owner of Synergy Tactical, which is where I um, offer firearms education and training. I am a certified firearms instructor. So that is uh, where my passion lies. I am also, like you said, the co-founder of Pretty Pistols Posse, which is a women's gun club. Uh, We get together once a month. We go to the range, work on our marksmanship, work on um, improving our aim, improving our different strategies, working through uh, tactical or defensive uh, type situations as well. We also do community service within uh, our community here in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, And I will not neglect other parties, groups, or organizations that I'm also a part of. I am uh, the sales manager at one of the largest family-owned and locally-owned gun stores in the entire state of Missouri, Drum Magazines, which is, again, located here in Kansas City, Missouri. I am vice president of the National African American Gun Association, Uh, the Kansas City, Kansas chapter, and I am also a general for the Revolutionary Black Panther Party here in Kansas City, Missouri as well. Wow, look 
at you. Talk about credentials. I am just, I love it. You know, uh, when women come to the table with all the credentials we need. I love it. That is awesome. Look at you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. So, Latasha, can you tell us what uh, what made you do this? What made you create this platform? Um, a lot of it was my own personal need. I am a mother of two daughters, and we live alone, so just wanting to make sure that I protected them. As I would began to go to the range and get educated, I would get a lot of tribal knowledge, meaning I would get knowledge that was passed on from this person to this person or this generation, this grandfather or father to this young man or this young woman, um, but there was no fact in it. There was not much practice in it. It was just, this is what I was told how you should do it. Um, so a lot of that, a lot of my passion came from wanting to ensure that we within our community and our culture are educated properly so that we know the laws that we have. We know our constitutional rights and we are able to carry those out legally um, and in the right manner where we don't get ourselves in any, any additional situations. Awesome. You know, one of the things I learned from you, uh, and I guess that would fall kind of under maybe even tactical or just being aware, is when I go into a parking space. Now, see, I always thought people did that, you know, just because they had those really cool cars and, you know, and they back into a parking space. But I learned from you that, no, that's actually a safety precaution. Yes, that is one of the biggest things for me when using your vehicle or in a vehicle um, for situational awareness. It is, And I learned that prior to years prior to even getting into firearms when I was working for a bank. We, one of the requirements are that you reverse into your parking spot, and it just makes it easier for you to be able to quickly exit out of that area or out of that parking space rather than having to reverse and hope you don't hit an innocent person or damage your vehicle to where now it's immobile or whatever the case. So, yes, it may be cool to be able to back in and reverse into the parking spot, but for me and what I teach, a lot of it is that situational awareness, just putting yourself in the best position to be able to make the quickest exit to avoid different circumstances. Yes, and I've been doing it ever since. I love it. I love it. That makes me proud. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, Latasha, are there any other kinds of things that, in particularly, you know, for women that we, you know, we just do it and we come and go and we give little to no thought, but we, you know, and it decreases our awareness about what's going on around us that maybe you can tell us that we should be paying attention to. Yes, the two things that came to the top of mind when you asked that question or when you began stating that question was um, our hands. We tend to, although we may have purses, a fanny pack, a backpack or something, for whatever reason, we tend to still have a lot of objects in our hands, Um, be it your cup of coffee, your keys, your phone, uh, a notebook, whatever. For whatever reason, although we have this bag that we usually carry with us every day, all day, we still have a lot of items in our hands. Being Keeping your hands as clear as possible. If you have to put it in your pocket, put it in your backpack, whatever the case, use your headphones instead of, you know, putting your phone up to your ear so that way your hands are free and available if you needed to use them in a defensive manner. That is number one. I see so many women, again, walking with so many different things in their hands, um, doing the best you can to at least make sure that one hand and your dominant hand is always open and available. 
Yes. Yes. Uh, the second thing that I can think of is making ourselves small in certain uncomfortable situations. Uh, one of the examples that I use in my courses or in my classes all the time is, of course, we go to the gas station and sometimes, of course, we're all beautiful in our own ways and on our rights. Um, you know, we get different men or people attempting to approach us. Um, and I believe that it is very important to not shrink yourself down, not make yourself look small so you can hurry up and, you know, finish your transaction at the gas pump or finish your transaction at whatever store you may be at. Be head up, shoulders back, make eye contact. Let that person know that you see them. Because the more vulnerable you are, the smaller you look, the more you are allowing yourself to be able to be attacked if that is the situation or if that presents Wow. So next time when I'm at the gas pump, instead of pretending like I don't hear that person, just make eye Mm -hmm. contact, you know, so that they know that I see you. Right. Exactly. That is it. That one sentence is it. I see you. I am aware that you are here. I am aware that you are present. Um, And depending on the circumstances, if there's enough people around, speak up speak clearly, speak loudly, so that way if you do need to draw more attention, people are kind of already aware of what direction you're standing in or where a situation may be at. So, yes, don't shrink yourself down. Be big, be proud, shoulders back, confident. Speak Mm. up, use your outside voice. Nice. Wow. You know, there's something else that I kind of have a a habit of doing, you know, because now we drive, you know, hands free and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but I'll get out of the car and I'll have both of my earbuds in my ear. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) That is a huge no, no in my home. My daughters even know. Although I hope that we never get in a situation where I need to defend myself and them. And I hope that they never get in a situation where they will have to step up and defend themselves. Um, They know that I need them aware at all times. They have to request and ask if they can put both AirPods in. Even when we're in the car, when we're at home, no matter where we are, simply because I may need to get your attention quickly i need you to be aware and you having those air both airpods in and a lot of them now come with noise cancellation or music blaring through the house you can't be aware you don't know um can't even if you can hear my voice you can't really tell where it's coming from so i that is a no-no for me and my household and my family and one of the things that i do teach when i do teach youth um one headphone just so you can be aware you can hear even if the situation does not pertain to you it will at least make you um you would at least be aware that there is another situation going on wow okay that's yeah uh and i'm, I'm gonna make sure that i start doing that too because it's just been kind of habit you know um but listening to you i'm like oh yeah that's another area of vulnerability because if you're talking on the phone and even though you got your earbuds in and you're hands may be free but still you're not fully paying attention and like you said the those fancy earbuds now you don't hear nothing else on the outside absolutely nothing i even turned mine on the new airpot pros and turned them on and stood next to the washer and dryer i turned both of them on at the same time and couldn't hear a single thing it blew my mind and it's beautiful because of course i like to zone out when I'm walking through Target or walking through the mall, just, you know, trying to get to my destination, tunnel vision. I don't want to hear or see anything else, but I need to make sure that I am aware of situations again, even if it doesn't pertain to me directly. I don't want to walk into a situation 
because I wasn't aware of what was going on ahead of Right, of right. Being aware. And Latasha, if you hold that thought, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back, listeners. You're listening to Every Woman on KKFI, and you are listening to your host, uh, Sheila, and it's What's Cooking with Latasha Monique. And so we are back, and we were just talking about awareness and the importance of just being aware of our surroundings and some of the things that that we do, uh, not ever even giving any thought that... It, it, it diminishes our ability to be aware. So, Latasha, thank you so much for that. Of course, of course. One other thing I wanted to mention, and I know there are a lot of young drivers on the road these days, and a lot of us get in the habit of doing this. Um, once we arrive at a destination or once we're getting in our cars to leave, whatever destination we were just at, we get in our cars and we get on our phone. Um, even if you're reversing your parking spot, get in the habit of turning your car on and locking the doors. That will ensure that, again, if something were to happen or if someone would approach your car, you can once again easily get out of that parking spot. Your car is already started. You don't have to worry about reversing, and you don't have to worry about or stress about if they are able to access, get into your vehicle. Wow. How many times? I do that every day. and not A lot in- of us. And not until I put my car in gear does it automatically lock. So, I, I've learned something else from you today. Look at you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, get in, turn my car on, lock it, then send yes. my text or whatever I'm going to do. Yes, ma'am. Wow. And if you have the option to change the settings in your vehicle... Um, change it to where I know mine, if I hit the button on the door or if I hit the button on the key fob, every door unlocks. You should be able to change that setting to where only the driver's door unlocks initially. And then if, once you click it twice, then all the other doors will unlock. Because, again, a lot of us, depending on situations, uh, you may be getting in and out of your car yourself. There's no need for all the doors to unlock. You are so right about it. Wow. Look, the little things that we can do, uh, you know, to help protect ourselves, you know, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Latasha, so tell us about the the gun range. And so is, I mean, and I'm looking at myself, you know, how, what I would think, because I've I've never been. And um, could you kind of walk us through what that would be? be like i mean is you know especially for a woman coming into that environment that to me and i'm sure this is short-sighted for me because i've never been but it seems like it would be a very um kind of male dominated kind of space and maybe i wouldn't be so comfortable Yes, I will tell you that is honestly one of the major things that got me into really wanting to be an instructor. And funny enough, I'm sitting in front of a gun range. I just left one gun range and I'm sitting in front of another one right now. (laughs) That is what my life is all about these days. But um, it, it truly was. I am the type of person I will go to places alone. Um, 
yeah, a couple years ago when I really got into handguns or firearms, there were not a lot of people around me in my circle who had the same passion or even wanted to gain that passion and learn about firearms. So I would eventually need to go by myself. So I would go and I would literally spend maybe 15 minutes at the gun range and leave because it was not a comfortable, comfortable situation. There were not um, people who looked like me, whether it be uh, black or brown people and definitely not women in there. So it was extremely uncomfortable. It was already an uncomfortable situation because you're at a gun range. And that is, again, what really struck my passion to become an instructor and help make it more comfortable for people who really need that education. Um, so I would say if you are a first-timer going to a gun range, go with someone who has some experience, even if they aren't necessarily an instructor. Go with someone who has some type of experience, and again, that's not just passing on that tribal knowledge, what they heard or what they think they know. Right. Um, and go with a group. Go with a group because they can help you. Someone there, hopefully, um, is, is trained enough or educated enough to where they can kind of help guide you or help tell you why you missed your mark or, or help with that stance, help with those hand grips and things like that. Got it. Yeah. So now, was it a, it was it, is the gun range a place where uh, they're helpful, where someone will offer to kind of guide you through? Do they give you a tour? Yes and no. There are some gun ranges who are a lot more friendlier, um, and there are some gun ranges who don't just don't have the capacity to do that. They're kind of small, family-owned. There's not a lot of hands on deck that can be able to, to do it. Uh, to be able to guide you. So, and there are some gun ranges who have employees who are, their titles are range safety officers, where that is their entire job to ensure that people are doing things safely. They may not be able to give you full instruction the entire time, but they are there to ensure that there are safe practices being kept and made in the gun range. So it honestly just depends on what range you're going to. And as quiet as it's kept and as much as most people don't believe it it is not very expensive um and it's, a, it's anything in handgun or firearms is going to be an investment but it is not an expensive investment to hire a marksman or hire a trainer or get take a course okay. um i know for me myself i try to make all of my courses reasonable and something that if i as that consumer would be comfortable paying and knowing that i'm walking away with something of value later Absolutely. Now, what are your thoughts on um, youth? You know, we've seen in our society so many times uh, youth, you know, getting a hold of guns and, you know, shooting up their classroom and, you know, those sorts of things. You know, so what are your thoughts about uh, educating youth on uh, firearms? I have fought the nail up until about three weeks ago on educating youth for that exact reason. Okay. Um, I did not want to put a tool in a young person's hand who does not necessarily have the mental, mental capacity to make the right decision or a rational decision, and now they have been educated enough to where they can harm themselves or someone else. But then I thought about the number of times a situation like that in particular has happened compared to how many times it has not happened with large youth groups. And again, going to the gun range, you will see children as young as six, seven years old in there learning how to shoot with their parents, with their fathers, and they are shooting handguns, rifles, and things like that. Um, so I 
have quickly adjusted my thoughts and my understanding, I would rather, and I believe, I truly believe that I could save more lives by educating the youth than knowing that I have, again, equipped one child or one uh, preteen, one young adult with the, the, the tool necessary to hurt someone else. I could save more lives by teaching than by not teaching because of that one. We can't stop all situations or all circumstances, but I know that for me, my children spend the night at a friend's house or at a cousin's house or, you know, go hang out at the neighbor's house for a couple hours. I don't know how they are securing their firearms. I don't know how they um, are raising or educating their children, and they may have access to that. I would rather know that my children can disarm and take down that firearm to where nobody can hurt themselves than for them to be so curious about it and want to engage or want to play with it or put their hands on it. Wow. Yes. And that is something that with, you know, I have grandchildren. And so, of course, you know, that is something that uh, has, you know, it's just a concern, you know, that that grandma worries about stuff, you know. uh, And of course, my, you know, son-in-law assures me that they're locked there you know he has no clue even where they are but as a parent i also know that i've hidden things from my daughters and i didn't think they knew where they were but they found those things and so i you know i then you know said to him i think maybe if you know you give him some basic information so in the event he does find it he knows what to do and what not to do most importantly Correct. Again, um, a lot of our youth and a lot of our children play these video games. And um, so I just told you I just came from a gun range, and it was with youth. I believe we had eight children between the ages of seven up until the age of 15 out there, or 16 out there with us today. And some of them, they, you know, were anxious, and they went to grab the firearm, and they started to want to shoot it like in the video games that they see. And that is one of the things we allow our children to play these video games where they're using guns, but we don't want to educate them properly on if they come across one in real life, in reality. Um, so they are, you know, anxious to hold these firearms and anxious to shoot them, thinking that they're going to react the same way that these video games do. But in reality, we have to break that curiosity, allow and show them how your body will react to it, what the sound of it is like, all these different things that come along with fire or firearms. And then, again, having that educational conversation, showing them or making them understand the impact of having the firearm in their hands and the damage that it could do if not handled properly. Nice. What a nice lesson to learn. Wow. And, you know, it's it just really has, you know, and and I think because there's so much uh, gun violence around us and in our city, it has just really... I look at it in ways that I n- never did, even two years ago, five years ago. And so I, I I hope that, you know, anyone that's out there listening who may have some questions or, or just some overall concerns, you know, do some research, you know, uh, get in touch, you know, so that you can have, you know, those things addressed so that we're because knowledge is power. And once we have the knowledge, then we know exactly what uh, and how to use that level of knowledge and power. And it just, you know, I was uh, just Googling a minute ago uh, women and firearms. And 
this uh, comes from uh, the Well Armed Woman's website dot uh, org, and as of twenty nineteen, uh, it says because I'm curious about how many women actually purchase handguns, you know, firearms, and about three percent of the population. And I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. And so now it then the interesting thing is that it went up. It increased in twenty uh, in twenty twenty. Uh, it showed an increase of twenty two percent. Right. So it's like, what is happening in our society that caused that you know that increase you know to go up that way? Like you said, a lot more gun violence. There was, um, and I know that this is a. a sensitive subject so I won't stick on it for long but a lot of that came from a lot of the civil and racial unrest that we had recently within the last few years Um, that is another thing that drove the increase in women getting firearms more women being harmed or hurt uh, whether it be a domestic situation or isolated or uh, independent incident where they were innocent bystanders just wanting to be safe and protect themselves we are so used to being told that, you know, we need to have a man be our protector, but that's not always the situation for every woman. Um, and it, that protector who may be in their life may not always be there, and they still need a way to be able to protect themselves, their children, or anyone around them that they care about. And I think that, that gaining that understanding and knowing that the gun laws are changing rapidly these days, that is another reason that has driven that number up and will continue to drive it up. Yes. Now, I understand Missouri is a concealed and carry state. Missouri is a constitutional carry state, meaning it is your Second Amendment right to be able to carry a firearm and protect yourself. Um, Missouri is also an open and concealed carry state, meaning that you can openly carry your firearm or conceal and carry your firearm uh, even if you do not have a permit to carry. Okay, wait a minute. So say wait, that again. Wait, wait, <laughs> it is an open carry state, meaning if you do not have a permit to carry, you can open carry your firearm. If you do have your permit to carry to conceal, then you can conceal your firearm. But anyone within the state of Missouri, if you are legally able to purchase a firearm, you can legally carry your firearm. Wow. And that's just because in the state of Missouri, that's just a part of my constitutional right. Yes. Yep. And there are several, uh, over 20 other states who have that same law. Texas just recently passed it. So more laws are getting on that bandwagon of allowing citizens who are, who are again, legally able to carry to open or conceal based on that state law. Wow. Interesting. So let's use me for an example. So I am now let me ask you this first. What would make someone not legally able to purchase a firearm? Um, If you are addicted to any controlled substance, uh, including prescription pills that may or may not have been prescribed to you, um, if you have been involuntarily committed to a mental institution, mental institution, if you are a felon, if you have any type of domestic violence um, charges either pending or that have been, um, you have been found guilty of, there are a number of different reasons as to why you can't 
um, legally purchase or carry a firearm. Okay, I don't fit any of those. So I could, <laughs> it's like, oof, okay. <laughs> so I could go in, I could purchase a firearm, and I could just carry it openly, no big deal. Yes, ma'am. Now, does the clip have to be separated from me? No, the magazine. Um, and I like to correct, well, I don't necessarily like to correct people. I have to correct people yes. because the movie industry, the music industry has gotten us so confused on what the proper terms for firearms are. Um, so it's technically called a magazine. The Got magazine it. does not have to be separated. Got it can it. be um, the it can be loaded into the firearm. And you can carry as long as you are not doing it in an aggressive manner. So as long as you're not brandishing, threatening anyone, you can carry your firearm. Wow. That just sheds light on a lot for me. I had no idea. Yes, ma'am. And, and you talked about those tribal knowledges. I also thought that um, the magazine had to be separate from the firearm itself in order to carry openly like that. Nope, I, um, and you've seen me, not the way you saw me on the cooking show, but I usually have one right on my hip right today. I have one on my thigh. It is loaded, um, and I can go into public places. Um, there are some restrictions. There are some private businesses that do not allow, so you can get yourself a trespassing charge or disturbing the peace, disorderly conduct, things like that. You can get other charges if you are not permitted to carry that firearm or if that business does not want you to. But if there's not a sign, if no one has spoken that to you, if you're not in a pro uh, prohibited area, you can carry your firearm. Wow. Okay. All right. I, uh, wow. I've just learned so much. I've learned even more today than I did a few weeks ago. You are a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> you really, really are. Um, Latasha, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about um, cabbage. And you and I made some cabbage. And so I didn't want to, I know you've got a lot going on. And so if you wanted to uh, jump off, and I'll finish talking to the listeners about uh, the cabbage and how we made it. Or you can stay in, and, and tell people what you thought about it. Uh, absolutely not. I have a head of cabbage in my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> just like you spoke about, I love cabbage, potatoes, and turkey sausage. So I'm going to hear all the ingredients. And that is what will be for dinner tonight. So I am here. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. Can, can, can I just ask one question? Yes, please. Of our guest. This is Rachel. Um, so, uh, as, a, as a woman who has no experience with firearms, but um, often travels and I leave my partner behind, do you, do you um, educate or um, guide women in how to, you know, what firearm to purchase and how to get training? Like, how, how would I go about it if I decided that that was something I wanted to do? Yes, that is something. So I will help people shop for a firearm. Um, I don't mind giving suggestions, but I can give you suggestions based on what fits me or what, uh, because your hands are very important, obviously, because that's what you use to fire the uh, handgun, shotgun, whatever it is. So you have to make sure that it fits your hand. You have to make sure that the sights align and that it, it feels comfortable, even if it's pretty, because there are some pretty guns out there. If the gun is pretty, if that's what's going to motivate you to carry and get comfortable with that firearm, let's go buy a pretty gun. 
so I am available, and that is something that I do is help guide people when purchasing. Um, one of the things I will say, if it's not with me directly, I know the store I work at, we're very um, open, friendly, and love to help people shop for their firearms, again, even if it's not with us. If you ever go to a store and they are not willing to engage in that conversation to help you, especially being a new purchaser of a firearm, that is not some place I would spend my money at. Um, so, again, you can reach out to me. I will uh, shout my socials out or my social media out or information out at the end. Um, but, yes, I am always happy to help guide when it comes to shopping, um, going to the range and trying different firearms out before you purchase. Because it is an investment. It can sometimes be a costly investment. Yeah, and, and it's so bewildering, too, when you look at the wide, like you said, there's pretty guns, there's little ones, there's huge ones. It's in, from someone who has you know virtually no experience with firearms, it, it can be very daunting. It can, all different purposes. So um, one of the first questions I ask is, what's your purpose? Once we find out your purpose, then that can kind of help guide. Because if you're never going to take your firearm out of your home, then we don't want to get something small that can be concealed in your purse or your pocket. Let's find something that may be a little bit bigger um, to clear your house if you need to or whatever the case. So there are different purposes for the firearms. And once we find out exactly what you plan to do with it or not do with it, then that can help guide the shopping experience as well. Great. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. So the cabbage. Um, and the reason I, I think that it, it is important that when we have conversations and we include food in it is because, you know, we're people and food is a basic necessity of life. Right. And uh, food has always brought people together. And so why not talk about food? And cabbage is one of my favorites. And it is it's simple. It could be a whole meal in one. You know, uh, like with yourself, you're going to add some turkey sausage tonight. So you've got your protein and your vegetables and your potatoes all in one pot. It don't get no better than that. <laughs> and so what we're going to do is uh, you get your head of cabbage. And uh, the first thing I do, of course, is, you know, I peel off those outer leaves. You know, those are the leaves that everybody has touched on, you know, when they're picking the right head of cabbage for themselves. And so I take off those outer leaves and then I just start. I slice my cabbage kind of thin, like ribbons almost. And I would say maybe a half an inch to, a, uh, to an inch thin. Once I get that all sliced up, then I rinse it again. I wash it in, uh, you know, like a corander so that all the water, because I don't want it to sit in water because then we're going to actually cook the cabbage. And you decide, you know, how do you want to season that? You know, what kind of herbs do you want to use? What kind of spices do you want to use? I typically will cook my, cook my cabbage in a cast iron skillet. I put just a capful of like grapeseed oil, coconut oil. You don't necessarily want to use olive oil because olive oil gets hot really quick and it could potentially burn. So we don't want to really use olive oil. And I get like maybe a half an onion. Uh, today I use some carrots and some poblano peppers as well. And I just start those, start, start sauteing those in that cast iron skillet. I also start seasoning I start building the flavor profile for the cabbage as well but I look use a little bit of uh, my Cajun spices that I mix up just a little bit not too much to give it some flavor let those uh, vegetables uh, saute for maybe two three minutes then you put your cabbage in once I put the cabbage in I put just maybe about a half a cup of water 
and I put a lid on it and then it just kind of does its thing periodically you may want to check it you know to see if the water has gotten low to stir it up a little bit to make sure it's not sticking at the bottom go ahead and even taste it so that you will know is the cabbage cooked to the consistency that you like some people like it a little firmer some people like it a little more softer if is the flavor there so go ahead and taste it adjust it you know and if it's going to continue cooking put that lid back on it until it's all done and you, again you can serve cabbage you know as a side, side dish or you can make it a whole meal uh, by adding a little bit of uh, protein of your choice. And you, I've also cooked it one time with uh, tofu. So it doesn't have to be a uh, an animal byproduct protein. It could just be any kind of protein that you want to add to it to make it a complete meal. And voila, you have steamed cabbage. So uh, this, this dish you brought in today, which is actually to my right and making me very hungry, is, is meatless cabbage yes. in particular. Do you do anything different if you're going to make it meatless as, besides obviously not putting meat in it? Is there something different you do? So the, sometimes I will cook it in a wok. And so that, and so the difference in cooking it like in a cast iron skillet versus a wok, a wok is high heat, more rapid cooking. And so it's going to turn and the consistency is going to be a little different. You're not adding the water. And so it's going to be more like a stir fry, you know, and you could do that as well. That uh, I love that consistency, too. And again, if you want to throw in, you know, some shrimp, some salmon, or you can throw that in there, too. And it, you have a whole meal. Yes. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Yes. So, did you get a chance to taste it, Rachel? What'd you think? I haven't tasted it yet because I've been here, but okay, I will <laughs> yes. Maybe when we come up to our break in about four minutes, I'll I'll take a taste and let let everyone know Abs- what it's like. Absolutely. I, I honestly have never had it. Um, cabbage is not something that is typically on my menu, so okay. I'm kind of really looking forward to it. Yes, and you know, you can get, one of the other things too I love about cabbage and, and is that it is, I think a head of cabbage is, I don't know, maybe a dollar twenty-five or something like that, and you throw some carrots in there, and you really can make a whole meal under 10 bucks with cabbage even if you put in shrimp or salmon or sausage you really can make a whole meal for under 10 bucks and what do you look for when you're, when you're trying to pick it out at the at the store so firmness you don't want a cabbage that is soft you know you want it to still be firm uh, the coloring of the leaves you know um, cabbage once it when it gets older the leaves will start to turn a yellowish color so you want to steer away from any uh, cabbage heads that have already started to turn even though uh, and sometimes what I do at the store too is I go ahead and peel that first layer off and because it may be a little yellow on that first layer but then when you open it up it's good so <laughs> it's yeah but the biggest thing is making sure that it's it's nice and firm gotcha. yes Latasha, did you have any questions about the cabbage? I do. Can we talk about some of the, uh, I can't think of the name, but some of the, um, not the name, but the term, some of the old wives' tales, there we go, that were passed down about cabbage. I know one of the things that I heard growing up is don't eat cabbage before bed. Um, You can't eat cabbage as leftovers. Can you please break all of these? 
vibe for me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, that's funny because I, growing up, if there was cabbage left over, my mother just immediately threw it away. And it wasn't much that she would throw away, but she would do that with cabbage. And that is because cabbage is a... And I don't know scientifically why it's that way, but cabbage has a tendency to cause many of us to have gas. And so, which is why they say don't eat it past a certain time, uh, because then when you go to bed, it'll be trapped. You know, you're asleep, you're in one position, you know, instead of up and moving, and then that way the gas doesn't get trapped. Uh, But if you go to bed with that cabbage on your stomach, you may likely get that gas trapped and not be very comfortable. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. And so it does, uh, but I'm going to find out scientifically. Nobody's ever asked me that. I'm going to have to find out what's the science behind why we say that. But uh, I believe there's something to those. So, <laughs> and I think we're going to. Yes. So it, and that's why, too, I typically only cook like a half a head of cabbage at a time. So that, yes, so that if there is some left, you know, um, it's not that much and I won't feel horrible about tossing, you know, just a spoonful or two uh, of cabbage away. Uh, And I'm definitely not having it the next day. And so we're actually going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We are back, y'all. We are talking to our special guest today, Latasha Monique, co-founder of Synergy Tactical and Pretty Pistols Posse. That name alone just wants you to be a part of it, right? Makes you want to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I want to know more about that. What What is the Pretty Pistols Posse? It is a women's gun club. Uh, as simply put as I possibly can, it is a group of women, and it started off with um, myself and two or three friends, and we would go to the gun range and, of course, post it on social media. Um, and then the next time we would go a couple weeks later, a couple more friends would want to go, and then a couple more friends. And then one day we just decided, my, me and the other co-founder, um, Sean, she was like, hey, let's just make a event on Facebook because at Frontier Justice, I don't know if I was supposed to say that or not, sorry, um, but at one of the local gun ranges on Wednesdays, they have ladies' night. So your lane rental, um, your lane fees are waived. Uh, if you plan ahead, if you get your rounds and your targets and things like that ahead of time, you can get a girls' night out. And it became so popular that we decided to create a women's gun club uh, where we get together within the first three months of you joining and becoming a member you are required to have taken a basic handgun fundamentals class where it just teaches you the basics Um, and then within six months you are required to have taken a concealing carry course again we want anyone who is legally able to 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 carry legally properly and ensure that they have are using every right that they have available and one of those is to have your concealed carry permit regardless if it's required in the state or not um so that is one of the things that we always do we also do community service whether it's going out and actually volunteering our time physically we uh most recently donated backpacks to uh, a youth academy here within the city we have donated to legacy funds and foundations for uh, a young member of the community who was murdered. We donated cash to his uh, his legacy and foundation. 
We also have members-only events, which we actually have one tomorrow. So it is where anyone, when we go to the gun range, and it's open for any and everyone, um, but we have members-only because there are dues, so we do things specifically for members. Um, we have taught them how to break down and clean their firearms. We have done photo shoots. Because, of course, we are women. We still like to dress up and look pretty, and now we can do it with our handguns. Um, tomorrow, we are going back over the basics. When, and for that, for the members, we are providing targets, ear, and eye protection where they now have their own to take with them. So there are different things that we do. We have T-shirts, patches, all kind of things that, you know, little giveaways and cute things that we have for our members. But um, it's literally a women's gun club. Nice. Are there many women's gun clubs in our country? There are uh, a, a handful of them, yes. There are a select few. I think the difference in our group is ours is predominantly um, black or African-American women. Okay. And the reason why, why I say that sets us apart is because, again, going into these gun ranges, and we know due to history, um, guns, education, um, your Second Amendment right, whatever the case may be, was one not always for black or brown people and two it was not always made easy for us to access or be able to uh carry out that right so i think that's what sets us apart there are other women gun clubs within the u.s or within that are even local but they do not cater and make it comfortable for people who look like you and i sheila to be able to go out and learn and get educated Got it. Okay. I love it. I've seen some of your pictures, and I'm like, wow, look at them. A criminal would not want to cross you all looking all pretty with your high heels on and (laughs) hair all pretty, locks and braids, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Yes, that was a great question. So, um, Latasha, can you tell us, uh, just for anyone who may be listening, who may want more information, how could they get in contact with you? Yes, ma'am. So, again, my name on both Instagram and Facebook is Latasha Monique, L-A-T-A-S-H-A-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. If you are looking to get educated, take a course, whether it be private range lessons, basic fundamentals, conceal and carry or my youth education classes that would all be under synergy tactical s-y-n-e-r-g-y t-a-c-t-i-c-a-l synergy tactical that is educational portion of latasha if you are looking to become a member or even just come out to one of our open girls nights out for the pretty pistols posse again you can reach us on instagram or facebook through pretty pistols with an s so that's p-r-e-t-t-y p-i-s-t-o-l-s t-o-s-s-e pretty pistols posse that is for the women's gun club um so if you are looking for any of those whether it be educational or if you are simply looking for uh to be around like-minded women who enjoy exercising their second amendment right you can join um, pretty simple spicy, whether it be as a member or as a non-member at one of our public events. Nice. Now, did I hear or read somewhere that you, centered under Synergy Tactical, have a goal of educating 200 families between now and the end of the year? 
Yes, ma'am. I, I sometimes I, I, I take a deep breath and I, I swallow really hard because I don't know if I bit off more than I can chew. But Synergy Tactical, Latasha Jake or Latasha Monique, excuse me. I have a goal to educate 250 youth by December 31st of this year. Um, so what I am doing, I do have a calendar, so you can even Google cost efficient. It is, and that is for a family of five youth. So let's say Sheila or even you, Rachel, you have yourself, you know, maybe your your young child, grandchild, whatever the case may be, and uh, those five children get to come sit down and learn about firearms, safety, situational awareness. Um, there is no range time included in that. That family includes five children. Awesome. The ages of 8 to 18. Awesome. Latasha, thank you so much again for your time. We really, really appreciate you. And um, we appreciate the work that you're doing in our community. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate you're the welcome. opportunity. Thank you. Bye-bye. And thank you all for joining us for this special fourth Saturday edition of Every Woman, What's Cooking with Sheila Johnson. I am Rachel Cady, and I'm hoping you have an amazing weekend. Stay tuned because Urban Connections is next.